Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. We've kind of gone away from looking at things from a system approach and we look at things in just this linear, this just this one thing. So it's just a cucumber plant and I can just feed it synthetic chemicals and I can keep that alive, but we don't look at the entire system, just like the human body. Right. It's like, you know, when, when we figured out leptin was being blocked, which was causing people to not turn off their you know, feeling hungry right. and wanting to eat more. So they connected that to obesity. It's episode 239 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Jeff Chilton. Jeff is an instrumental figure in the creation of the now booming medicinal mushroom product category. <laughs> With over 40 years of mushroom growing experience, he was one of the first to bring mushroom extracts to the North American market and organized Is the first... Is that a sentence you thought you would say today when you woke up with over well, 40 years in the mushroom business? Well, yes, because we, I knew we were recording this, so <laughs> it's not a fair question. Uh, he was one of the first to bring mushroom extracts to the North American market and organized the first organic mushroom growers workshop in China back in uh, 1996. Wow. So Jeff Chilton, raised in the Pacific Northwest... And he was a really cool guy, and we're very excited. And I, he sent me a, uh, a like a promo code to get some some mushroom things, and I that reminded mushroom me of a, things, like, you know, like supplements and the things that he sells, okay. which is all great. Mushrooms are great, but that reminded me we had another mushroom guy on a few years ago, and he sent us like a <laughs> he sent us like a hundred dollar gift card or something, and your response was he he gave us a lifetime supply of mushrooms. Because like it's because you you know you think of like oh the mushrooms in the supermarket are very cheap so a hundred dollars worth of those is like mushrooms for life yeah it's like five dollars yeah like the thing of mushrooms yeah. or less I thought that it was, was just funny. one giant mushroom it was like eight <laughs> feet tall and I just used a knife and fork <laughs> and just cut a piece off James and the giant mushroom um Rick yes you have missed a handful of intros. Yes. Uh, on because we a few gosh a couple of years ago maybe we have had several different ways that we've done the show. We used to do them on the the first four Mondays of the yeah. month, and if there was a fifth Monday, that was we had a week off. Then we switched to the sevens. Do you remember this? Yeah. We used to record. We used to release shows on the seventh, fourteenth, twenty first, and twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. Then we had a year. I think two thousand seventeen. We released like ten shows total. Yeah. So that was, that's kind of when we lost a lot of steam there that's when health iq just pulled the plug on the whole thing (laughs) but here recently it's just kind of sporadic and all that but one of the things that we've done is we record mondays at 8 30 p.m central take it or leave it like if you can't if it is a guest if you can't make that time work from wherever you are in the world we love you. Sorry. You we probably have, have great things to say. Probably don't have anything good to say. Not not working for us. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you anybody to be my mother. Um, so <laughs> joke for three people, yeah. <laughs> so, and one person is not watching or listening. So all that to say, something has been happening on Monday nights unexpectedly that you have missed, and I have been okay with you missing. I wouldn't say it's unexpected. Oh, Maybe definitely. Unexpected uh, totally, by no, many, totally, but totally, totally expected by me. And we're talking, of course, about the Dallas Hockey Mark Stars. Mark got a sex change. 
Oh, the oh, hockey. <laughs> why would that? that, that why, oh, why would that like procedure put you out <laughs> for Mondays <laughs> and, and not me? Yes, anyway. uh, the Dallas Stars made what many people would consider to be an improbable run to the cup finals. And uh, I watched every minute of it. And just the way that the bubble schedule fell, they played like pretty much every Monday for like right. six weeks. And it's like, well, so, they're gonna they're not gonna keep winning. They're not, you know, this will be over soon. Maybe and they just you thought that. kept winning and here we go. And I will say that I I got into it a little bit. A little bit. I am so impressed. Now, when when the stars won the Stanley Cup in Lord, Lord Stanley's Cup, as <laughs> it's professionally known. Use his professional title. Um, Lord. He, the Lord. <laughs> what is what is the Spanish word for poop that you said the other day? So it's uh and I I made a oh. joke about it. thank you for addressing me Miedra. formally. And you said co- you said come instead of comes. And I said thank you for, ad- <laughs> for addressing me. something and I responded in Spanish for him to eat S and he's <laughs> like, Thank you for using the formal usted version, not the familiar two version. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was a funny. That was a funny joke. Um, so, in 1999, the spring of 99, that was my senior year. That was your freshman year at ACU. That was the spring of my senior year. Yes. And I, right. we got into that. You know, football was over. We didn't have anything to do. It's your spring semester, senior year. You're kind of coasting in anyway. The stars was kind of a great thing. So I, Darian Hatcher, Brett Hull, all those got really into that. I have not watched. A, a hockey game since then in 20 in, years in basically 20 years so I one year I kind of get icing I kind of get off I kind of understand the penalty box and all that but I was real <laughs> sounds like you have a real firm grasp of it <laughs> there's ice <laughs> okay so I, I I will say this is funny before I get to what I was going to say so my daughter hope my fourth grader was watching it with me and she was like what happens if they fall through ah that's and I was it's like, very rare. oh, yeah, I guess like to her brain, it's like there's Many like water. Don't understand this, but like underneath the ice, it's painted concrete. And there's only like, I don't know. It's not much. It's like a half an inch of ice. Really? So it's she's thinking like they're foot. on it's like, like an ocean. Very, very, very small, small yeah. layer of ice. Or yeah. a lake. So it's like, well, it's not actually like that. So here's what I was re-reminding. Tell her that there's sharks that swim underneath <laughs> there. <and they laughs> I will say. Keep watching for the shark. I will say this. We were been watching alone on Netflix, the Arctic season, and Jen had this thought where this guy pulled up an ice fish, like a fish out of an ice hole, and it was it like instantly froze. Like that's how cold oh, yeah, yeah. that's I how cold it was. That. Yeah. And Jen for just a split second and then immediately started laughing at herself, thinking about all the fish were just frozen under there, just floating around like She's gotta reach in and grab like them. ice cubes. <laughs> like they're hibernating. Just scoop them up. And as soon as she said that she was like, Oh well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever said, and we laughed and laughed. <laughs> all that to say, I was re reminded of how unbelievably incredible hockey is it is it is un it is otherworldly that those guys do that in terms of this and i'm biased obviously because i'm a hockey player but i think in terms of and i'm just talking about the professional game really um in terms of overall athleticism like you think of like all of these skills needed to play a, a sport at a high level like 
like your 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 grades of a player on Madden, like right. speed, speed, agility, quickness, whatever. Yeah. But you have to have hand-eye you know, coordination. Players are sprinting basically in forty-five second segments for three hours. Forty-five seconds on, a couple of minutes off. Forty-five seconds on, over and over and over again, and the game never stops. I mean, it stops obviously, like you know, periods, pen, you know, penalties and periods, and the goalie covers the puck. But for the most part, stop it. Quit with your enough. All right, we've had enough of you already. <laughs> but like you know, there are times where the game goes continuous, and it's not that rare where it'll go for like six or seven straight minutes without a whistle, and so it's just bang, 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 back and forth. And so the ability to to keep up from a cardio standpoint, the strength standpoint, uh, I mean, these guys are not like, you know, six, seven, like 300 pounds, like NFL offensive linemen, but like these guys, you know, they're extremely strong. And to be able to do all of this, you know, the hand-eye coordination, you see like, you know, some guys, you know, a, a puck gets shot towards the net and they use their stick. That's what I was going to mention. Like, that's the when I asked you, one of the guys hit a goal like that. And I was like, yeah. that was that, that had to have just been a total lucky. No, no, no. And that's, not, then they, you're they, like, they, no, they, they, they practice that. Practices. One of the stars players, Joe Pavelski, who uh, went to University of Wisconsin. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He's <laughs> captain of the American team in the Olympics. Uh, he is known for that specific skill. And it's not just, you know, like in adult leagues, it'll happen every once in a while. You just try to, get a stick on it as it's coming towards the net and maybe it'll change directions and maybe you get lucky, but like at that level, he's hitting it and he's intentionally hitting it to a, a specific corner spot. It's like well, a player in baseball. Who this is what like I said. Hit a, hit a, who can like hit a ball. Like I'm going to hit this one to right field and hit it to right field. No, no, it's no, happening like no, no, it's a base. It's a baseball player saying I'm going to hit to right field. And there's just some guy from the other team just draped all over his back and pushing him well, and you never while, while he's where the trying to come from. Like the ball could come from up here, could come from down here, could come from first base. Or it's base. unbelievable. I think in terms of overall athletic ability necessary to excel at that, I think, it, I think hockey to me is the most, you have to have the best combination of all the overall skills. Football players are stronger. Basketball players might be, uh, you know, uh, better, you know, uh, cardiovascularly maybe um but i think in terms of what's required overall i think i, I think i give the edge to hockey just just the skating if they were just skating well, that's the thing too you're doing it on skates so but, you have to pick up an added skill yeah. other than just locomoting if you it. Like take you away on skates take away the puck take away the and just have skating competitions it's unbelievable and then add in like Here's these yeah. sticks. Everyone has these huge sticks, and you're hitting a thing this big, yeah. and it's just unbelievable. And what's the most unbelievable thing are the dadgum referees, Rick. YouTube NHL hockey referee highlights. They are the most unbelievable athletes on the planet. They're like doing like the – they're jumping, and they're spinning yeah, around to, to avoid – like Trying to jump over. You know, one of my first jobs I had was a hockey referee. No way. You're having to jump up on the boards because you don't want to interfere with the puck and players are there, so you're trying to avoid them. You're having to skate really quick and tight spaces. I thought you were going to say well, the most unbelievable part is the calls the referees made. That oh, that ruined the Stanley Cup chances for wah, the star. They did a terrible job. Yeah. Well. Probably one of the worst officiated series I've seen in a while. But well, they're fantastic not, athletes. Not, not, not bitter uh, at all. Not yeah. bitter at all. And sp we'll get to Jeff in here in a second. Uh, in other news, uh, RIP Dak's ankle. Oof. The worst part of that is I'm watching the game yesterday, and when he goes down, they show him, you know, sitting on his rear end, and he's holding his calf. And 
I need like see, slam his foot. And, and, and Romo, Tony Romo's calling the game. He's like, you really got to hope that's a cramp there. And I'm like, no, his, his foot, foot is, is the opposite direction. Like that's might be a cramp also. But like the, the bulge of his ankle, it looked almost like his shoe was off his heel and his heel was sticking up. I'm sure like his shoe had come off. And then you're like, oh, no, that's not his heel. That's his whole foot has rotated 90 oh, degrees. So bad. And he's not even like hollering or crying. It looks like he's just kind of like in shock. Well, his tears, Surely, he cried, but his tears well, were of the. Like everybody, he was being carted off the field and everybody's coming up and like. Right. You know, it wasn't the pain. It was just like the moment and like all. He was like he had set the record for yards through four games. But anyway. Also, the pain. Holy Lord. That has to be. Insanely painful. I got run the over by a dislocated so. uh, ankle compound fracture. Ugh. Yikes! Have uh, you seen the ESPN thirty for thirty on like how uh, Alex Smith yeah, rehabbed? That's insane. I really hope that's not what Dak has I know. <laughs> going on now because well, it's going to be long. Anyway, all right. That was finally let Rick talk about hockey on the show. Talk. That's what that yes, was. Proud of the boys. Yeah. They'll, I think they're they're well positioned for next year. All right, so this is the Jeff Chilton intro. We talked about that. We talked to him about his birthday. We're doing the birthday games without you. By we, you mean you, because I missed it. We talk about the Vancouver Islands. That's in Canada. Hockey, they do. There's hockey there. That's where Jamie Benn is from. Vancouver. Victoria, British Columbia. We talk about fungus. We talk about decomposition, waste, uh, standing in pristine rivers, fishing. We talk about all sorts of stuff. Jeff was really fun. This was great. Here's Jeff. My funny co-host is not on the call, and so it's just me, and everyone's like, well, we're not going to watch now because it's just Mark, but hopefully... Um, <laughs> well, we'll do our best to make right, sure... I know. We got to like, we gotta be extra like clowny. He'll love, yeah, he'll, love yeah, yeah. he'll love that we said that about him. Um, so where are you currently? Like, I know you're in a room with books, but like, where are you, what city are you in? Like, what... I, I am in a very small community on Vancouver Island in British Columbia and, and this little city is called Tofino and it's the surfing capital of Canada. What? So yeah. a couple of things about where you are. Number yeah. one, are you a hockey fan? Are you from that area? You know what? I grew up in Seattle Okay, and, and, and the fact is, is I'm not a big hockey fan. Okay. Well, the reason that Rick is not on the call is because I don't know if you can tell by my sweatshirt that we, grew up in dallas he still lives in dallas i am in texas not in dallas the the stars are in the stanley cup finals as we speak oh my goodness well watching the finals is important and that Come is on. why i like i'm a i'm a I would, i'm interested in it yeah but but he is like hardcore so it's like okay i you, you're a stars fan i, I, I understand <laughs> totally <laughs> and the other thing I, about the vancouver islands have you seen the show alone I have I know what it is. I guess I know what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. The, the first couple of seasons were in the Vancouver was on Vancouver Island. They drop people up, up yeah. on the uh, one of the peninsulas way up. Yeah. I think the Brooks Peninsula or something like that in some place that was so far right. out. Of well, there's like they're they're all like ten miles apart, and there, there was one guy that was crying. Now I'm not saying that I wouldn't do this, but I just thought it was funny that they picked this guy for the show, and I think it's season one. He's yeah. crying on his camera before you can even like not hear the plane. Like the you can still hear the plane. It's like within seconds, and he's already crying. You're like, man, this guy didn't have a chance, and he lasted well, about twelve I hours. Know. 
And and let me tell you, on the coast here, and I'm out on the west coast of the island. Uh, I mean, getting through the bush here it's just is in not crazy. easy. Yeah. It is really yeah. hard. It's not like thinking, oh, you got a great forest and you just right. walk through the forest. and Ooh, all these good. big trails. It's not, that, yeah. Yeah, it's not that way. Right. Awesome. Well, so Rick and I will record an intro and we're going to go through your whole intro and kind of do a longer version of a more formal version of that. But But we usually start out with a birthday game where we try to guess your birthday and it's no fun if it's just me, so I'm just going to ask you, when's your, when's your birthday? Uh, my birthday is actually September 16th. That was like not that long, less than two weeks ago. I know. Happy I know, birthday. I know. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Did you do yeah, anything fun or fancy or anything on your birthday? Oh, no, no, not really. Actually, right now, I, I should be in Australia with my girlfriend, but I can't get there. COVID? So. No, no, no. Australia's locked down. I mean, yes, COVID in the sense Related. of Australia. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, uh, you know, the border up here uh, is completely closed, right. I mean, except for essential services with right. the U.S. I was talking to a friend of mine in Arizona. He says, oh, yeah, we're going back and forth across the border into Mexico. No big deal. Right, right. It's like, okay, well, we can't do that. Right. Well, <laughs> I, my wife and I were supposed to go to Australia in uh, May for the first time ever oh, okay and that got canceled and so we were yeah like, of course what? the one time that we booked flights to australia oh my you know? goodness yeah because i was supposed to go down on the first of april for two months oh and i had just gotten back from south america where i i spend my winters in early march and then uh you know i had three weeks to sort of get it together here and then it was just like everything just closed right, right. off and it's still very odd in oh, the world oh, right now. Oh, oh absolutely. So. I mean, Australia, I don't know when anybody's going to be able to get into Australia. Right. <laughs> Even Australian citizens are having a tough time getting in. Getting out or in. Yeah, Getting both. in, yeah. yeah right. You can't get out, you know, but getting back in, it's yeah. like not easy. Okay, so September 16th, that's the birthday. Um, yep. So we'll, So now we usually move on to the kind of you giving us your your version, Cliff's Notes version of kind of your background, your story, how you got to be doing what you're doing today. You're on all these podcasts, you're doing all this stuff. Uh, what is your kind of Cliff's Notes version of your story? Um, well, being born uh, in Washington State. On uh, September grow- 16th. On September 16th. <laughs> uh, growing up in Seattle, um, in probably one of the most premier wild mushrooming spots in the world uh, i mean you know in, if you haven't been here before it rains a lot that's right. what we're known for and like, we've yeah. got like yeah Secret. it's called the evergreen yeah. state yeah there's a reason for that <laughs> so we got we got vast forests and rivers and lakes and i i really love the country a lot um so in the fall we've got mushrooms coming up so when i was younger i got to go out mushroom hunting and then when I went to university in the late 60s, I was studying anthropology, but I thought, you know, I, I, we've got a great mycology department. I think I'll study mycology along with it. So where did you said, go to school? It's in, I, I know we university will have, our, we will have already have said it in the intro. <laughs> so you in Washington, I read a book, Boys in the Boat, uh, the rowing team. Oh, yeah, yeah. 1946? No, 1936. Uh, yeah, Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, a very good friend of mine is totally into rowing. And really? It's like, yeah, for sure. But so, so University of Washington, late, late uh, 60s. And then after getting out of school, it was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I thought, well, 
I mean, there's no real jobs for anthropologists. So I think I'll, uh, I thought, well, well, growing mushrooms would be kind of cool. And, and so I went to the only mushroom farm in Washington state, uh, in 1973, applied for a job, got it immediately. And I was there for the next 10 years. Wow. Yeah. So have you, you ever been on a mushroom farm? Before? I haven't actually. And it's like, there's like, there'll be mushrooms that are growing in Texas and you're like, pretty sure that will kill you i don't know let's go kill a cow i guess that's uh, yeah yeah that, that's right well but you can't eat that cow without some mushrooms too you right know? right exactly yeah mushroom burger <laughs> yeah so i haven't been on a farm i'm sure it's like i'm sure that's like one of those things like there's all these sort of uh underground pun intended uh, industries that you're like until you get into it it's like man I had no idea that like debt collection was like such a big deal you know like there's like I'm sure mushrooms is the same way there's like this huge like industry that's just kind of under the current of like the mainstream. well yeah because because basically in North America mushrooms are grown indoors in large warehouses or big sort of barn type structures right the only way you might notice that a mushroom farm there is that we make a lot of compost, which is the substrate that the mushrooms grow on. And huh. the compost, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of like a farmyard. I mean, it's compost. It has a, quite a strong odor. So if you're driving past a mushroom farm, you might just go, oh, my God, what the hell is that? There's a porta potty factory over that direction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like, no, it's not sweet smelling. I mean, I mean, it's such that when at one point a um, subdivision moved in behind it, and, and everyone's going like, what the hell? They started complaining. And after a couple of years, the uh, local government made the farm put in a perfuming system. It's like, hey, we were here already. I know, since 1930. Yeah, the smell isn't new, people. <laughs> well, that's what happens to farming everywhere. Right. As cities grow out and push the farms out right. because they don't like the barnyard smells and all the rest. So. Right. Um, Anyway, yeah. So you, I'm sure there. you are versed on all of the 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 fun fun guy jokes and puns. I mean, I'm sure that that is just like I'm a big dad joke aficionado, and there are quite a few about fungus and fungi. Oh, I you know it's like uh, yeah, I must be a mushroom because um, uh, they keep me in the dark and feed me. <laughs> <laughs> Very often. <laughs> See, that's what I hadn't heard, and I'm adding that to my repertoire right yeah. there. So, very well, that's nice. Calm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's very common. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you know, look, the other thing is, too, Mark, is that that anytime you say, oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm a commercial mushroom girl. Oh, yeah? Well, what kind of mushrooms, huh? Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, oh, he's into the crazy drugs. <laughs> yeah, of course he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Well, like, okay. and, and that's the thing. Like, when you watch shows like Alone or Man vs. Wild or any of these shows, like, they'll have, uh, you know, oh, this mushroom. Oh, I'm so glad I'm in this. I'm trying to shut my door here. I'm uh, I'm so glad I'm in this area with this type of mushroom. But then they're like, oh, don't eat that one because you'll instantly die if you eat that one. <laughs> like, how, like, there's just so much... Like, like, uh, you know, and down here. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here it's like, I don't know even know, like with the mushroom burger that we talked about. I'm, that That's not, is that Portobello? It's Portobello, that, yeah. every That's like the most, like, uh, and especially in Texas, like there's not, but then I've read books about, you know, the West Coast, and there's all these different types that you can go and find. And, you know, so uh, I guess, like, can you kind of explain fungi or fungus as food, like how that, that's been around. This is one of the other, like, kind of rules that I, I live by is, like, eat things, move in ways, et cetera, that have been around for like the longest, like meditation has been around for thousands of years. Right, right, so right, right. So fu- fungi isn't like this like new invention that we have. Like it's been around no, since no, no, before no. humans. So it's, explain yeah. why it's such a good food source. Sure. Well, first of all, we've been eating mushrooms for thousands of years. Uh, in Asia, you can go into their marketplace and there's probably at least a dozen, 15 different mushroom species that they eat. Mushrooms are actually very, very nutritious. Uh, protein levels between 20 and 40%, wow. uh, carb- mostly carbohydrates, but the carbohydrates are really good carbohydrates. They're, they're uh, things like mannitol, which is a very slow-acting carbohydrate. Uh, they have a carbohydrate called beta-glucan, which is what makes mushrooms medicinal. Uh, the beta-glucan is part of the cell wall of the mushroom. Um, low in fat. And this is kind of what's interesting about mushrooms is when I started work on the mushroom farm in 73, it was like mushrooms, classical nutritionists said mushrooms are a garnish. They have no nutritional value. They're just kind of flavorful and all that. Well, maybe reason, like one of type of mushrooms like that. Yeah. Well, the reason they said that, which is really interesting, they are very low in calories. Oh, Right. Okay, if, if something doesn't have calories to yeah. give you energy, it's like it's a non-food, right? Right, right, right. So low in calories, high in fiber. So mushrooms basically are, are uh, feeding our microbiome. Um, good in B vitamins, B1, 2, and 3. Good levels of B vitamins. And then a, a decent look at different minerals that they've got. Potassium and phosphorus are high in mushrooms. It's just a really good food that has been kind of ignored in the West, and and really, uh, in the West, we've only cultivated one single species of mushrooms uh, up until the last uh, maybe fifty years ago. All of a sudden, we started to introduce a couple more into North America, and now you can you can get like oh six or eight different species if you're in the right market. Right. Um, but but really, I, I look at it as the forgotten food yeah, and, and what I call the, the missing dietary link, because one of the things about the mushroom is you're not only getting those nutrients, but you're also getting medicinal benefits. So, so listen, what, what is better than food as medicine? And that's kind of what we're looking at here. Not only nutrition, but something that has these medicinal values that are going to be very important. Right. So, um, I, I almost like, I've got like in my drawer over here, uh, like an immune boost supplement and I'm pretty sure it's like a, it's based, it's like a mushroom. Okay. Now if I'm taking like, you know, obviously the best way to consume a mushroom is to go out and harvest it in its natural state and like, it's just immediately like just eat it. And that's the best. Are, are the supplements like, 
when you're grinding grinding it down to a powder, I mean, is that are you getting like I'm in Texas, I just have the one, you know, these mushrooms growing in my grass, I probably shouldn't eat. I don't know, there's got pesticides all over them probably. <laughs> Uh, is that is that a good alternative, or are there better alternatives? Is shipping them in raw, like what's the best thing for me to do? Oh, oh, look, the the mushrooms that you're getting in the supermarket, which are the what would we call the button mushroom, standard right. mushroom, it's highly nutritious. It's a, it's a it's a good mushroom. Those are the mushrooms that this farm that I was working on, and it's a really big farm, two million pounds a year Jeez. back in 1973, 200 employees. I still I still eat that mushroom. I still think it's great. And and uh, so the fact is that you can get the other ones. But wild mushrooms, like just kind of don't worry about the wild mushrooms, because the fact is, is like if you want to go out wild mushroom hunting, you need to have somebody with you expert that knows right. what the mushrooms right. are. Because, look, I mean, first of all, most of the mushrooms you're going to find are not going to taste good. Right, <laughs> so, right. so that's not what you want. There may be one that's poisonous, but you know, it's, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, don't, if you touch a poisonous mushroom, man, you are in trouble. Yeah. No, it's like, no, 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 no. You know, you know, the most poisonous mushrooms of all, it takes eight hours before you even know you're poisoned. Jeez. And at that point it's too late. Right. <laughs> eight to do hours. Anything. And yeah. what, what it does is it causes, liver or kidney failure Jeez. yeah i mean really a a serious toxin but look if you go out mushroom hunting uh, and if you're in the right place right. and you go out with somebody who knows there'll be one or two they might find that are choice edibles and and that's really what you want to do you just sort of key in on certain ones up here like in seattle or San Francisco or Portland, they have what they call mycological societies. And these are groups. And, and every fall, they go out mushroom hunting together. They invite people to come along. And then at the end of the season, they actually have a show. And they put all these mushrooms out. They name them. You bring some in if wow. you like. And, and then after the show and at the end of the season for the groups, they have what they call the Survivor's Banquet. <laughs> Well, we lost Tom and Bill earlier in the show. They died after kidney failure. I would have thought a mycological experiment would be like, or a group would be like Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson, you know, all of the Mikes, Michael Douglas. <laughs> yeah. See, if I was, that, if Rick. That's an yeah, interesting society, the mycological society. If Rick was on, he would just be berating me and besmirching my honor with uh, after a comment like that. So maybe it's good that Rick isn't on. So, yeah, maybe not, and because I think it's really funny. See, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> He's, I'm going to say, just don't watch that one. Just because uh, he, he'll have a lot yeah, to say about alone. this. Yeah, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Right. Um, so somebody that's this experienced, I feel like you know, because like fungus is yep. a, like what is, you hear all oh, you fungus, uh, the fungus among us, and I've got this athlete's foot is a fungus. And they know it, but that's bad. But then it makes me itch. But then there's this other thing. It's a food. What is fungus? And what is its purpose? Like in the in the ecological or mycological, uh, you know, like uh, conversation. Yeah, uh, the mycological universe, yeah. let's just call yeah. it. Well, you know, uh, fungi actually have their own kingdom. They're not a plant. They're not an animal. They sit right in between. And what they really are are decomposers. So, so all of that organic matter out there from let, let's just say all those corn stalks and the wheat uh, straw and all the leaves that come down every year and the branches from trees, 
all of that organic matter that falls down on the ground every year, they are part of this natural system that breaks that down. So they're basically lunching on all of that material, breaking it down. They're doing that along with yeasts. They're doing that with um, bacteria, bugs, you name it. That's all breaking it down to humus to be, so they're basically repurposing all of that for plants to reuse and trees and everything to reuse as, as nutrients. So they're part of this whole cycle of decomposition. And, and look, there are a lot of what we call um, imperfect fungi. And these are, are ones that don't put up a mushroom. Right. They're just down there in the soil. We never see them. And, and here's just a basic overview of this organism. They don't have seeds. So Mark, huh. how do we how do we plant these things? They do not have seeds. How do we grow them? May I guess? Okay. Spores? Well, very good. They do have spores. <laughs> so, All right, that's but, the end of the call. We're done. Yeah, right. I got something right. We don't plant spores right. to grow the mushrooms right. actually, but we do use the spores and and so what happens is the spores go out there in nature, they're on the ground, they're on the wood when conditions are right that spore will germinate into a very, very fine filament. That filament's called a hypha. When multiple filaments come together, they form a network. That network's called mycelium. Mycelium- I remember is... this from biology. I remember cool. the word mycelium. Right on. Well, yeah. that's the actual body. That's the fungal body. And we normally don't see it because it's usually underground embedded in the wood that it might be growing on or in in a tree or something that's the that's the fungal body that's the vegetative body when conditions are right because this body is is like building up reserves and it's growing out and right. decomposing when conditions are right like up here in the fall up pops a mushroom the mushroom goes through its uh, maturity to maturity and and maybe that's two to three weeks you know how sometimes, uh, I don't know if you've seen this much, but you're walking along and you walk by this one place regularly. And then all of a sudden one day you go, geez, there's a mushroom. Where the And it wasn't there like from? four seconds ago. Right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but the fact is, yes, it was there, huh. but you, it just wasn't big enough for you to notice. Right. Okay. So, so up comes the mushroom. The, the cap expands. There's gills underneath. The gills are yes. producing spores. Out come the spores, and now we've got the completion of this life cycle. So, so this is a, the fungal organism. We basically relate to it as the mushroom, but they're doing all sorts of things out there. And some of these uh, fungi uh, will produce, uh, well, they produce all sorts of interesting chemicals. Some of them are toxins. Some of them are, are beneficial. So like what my company does is we grow... Uh, specific mushroom species that have uh, properties and benefits for health. And some of those, some of those mushrooms are actually mushrooms that we would be eating as well, but some of them are actually um, hard as wood huh. that have only been used in, let's say teas, right. uh, but you don't eat them because they're just, you know, you'd be like chewing on a twig or something. A piece of bark or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's interesting. Okay. So what is like the biggest, you have these little fungi growing around. Is there like the, what's like the world record biggest fungi of all time? Do you even know that? <laughs> 
Well, you know what? They, they say one of the largest organisms on the planet is a mycelial network up in Oregon that spans some amazing uh, huh. amount of territory. And, and again, it's not like you, you're walking along. Oh, yeah, there it is. You know, no. A mushroom the size of the Empire State Building. Yeah, it's yeah, no, this yeah. is the, the mycelial network right. that's underground. And look, that mycelium, will be there as long as there's continued nutrient feeding right. it. Uh, when, when those nutrients go away, or let's say it's growing and all of a sudden it hits a brick wall, oops, that's the end of the line. So, right? yeah, are we, lo- are we losing that? Like, I feel like, are we losing the organic matter? I feel like we're so decomposition and waste is such a thing that we've, like, we're trying to eradicate, and that's like, that's a problem, right? Like we need, we need that. Is that, are you, do. are you yeah. seeing that? Is there, are we, are we okay? Like, well, well, no, here, here's, here's what's really cool about mushrooms is that, is that mushrooms, when you're cultivating mushrooms, you're cultivating them on waste, uh, agriculture products. Huh. So, so you're repurposing these agricultural right. products that it's like, okay, what are we going to do with all this straw? What are we going to do with those corn cobs? What are we going to do with, with any of those things that we've been growing out there? And all of a sudden now we've just processed all these sugar beets and we've got a pile of sugar beet waste. What are we going to do with that? Huh. You know, is, is it something we can put back in the fields? Well, what if we could grow mushrooms on it, get a, a, a food crop, and then put it into the fields right. in, in even a better uh, condition than just putting it in as is because the mushroom will basically be breaking it down and repurposing it and creating even a better, uh, let's just say, better uh, compost or soil right. adjuvant than previously. Right, right, right. Gosh. So we're coming. It's, we have five minutes left, which is insane because I feel like we just started. Um, so... T- Promote yourself. Talk about like if you do a Google search of Jeff Chilton, a lot of stuff comes up. You'll you'll see uh, Namex come up. You'll see there's one that I believe your son is involved with. Real real mushrooms. Real mushrooms. Real mushrooms. Um, promote yourself. Where can people find out about more about this? All your social media, all that stuff. Like tell us how we can find out more about all this stuff. Well, yeah, um, our company is Namex. You can go to Namex.com. We've got a ton of information there, including slideshows about the mushroom farms that we use, the processing, uh, lots of educational information. I, I spend a lot of time just educating people about spores and mycelium right. and mushrooms and then yeah and that's a business to business but please come anyway just for the information and right. then if you're really looking for a retail mushroom product you can come to realmushrooms.com right. and that's where we and that's uh, uh we sell the products on the internet on the retail side and, and uh 100 pure mushroom products and that's something that's really important because there's literally mark there's a lot of products on the market that are not actually mushroom they're masquerading as mushroom right and that's something that people but i'm sure someone's making lots more. of money off those off those products oh, too making millionaires do you know that's the nature of business right right so you you wrote a book what's the book the name of the book is the mushroom cultivator a practical guide to growing mushrooms at home Ooh. and uh actually uh uh, I co-wrote that book and we published it in 1983. That book still sells 5,000 copies today. Dang, it's on Amazon. Yeah, Mushroom Cultivator. There it is, Practical Guide. 
Growing Mushrooms at Home by Paul Stamets and J.S. Chil- Ooh, that sounds J. very fancy. J. Oh, I know, S. I know. Yeah. I was really cool back yeah, then. Like a roy- that's like a royalty or something. <laughs> but I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. Um, sure, sure, sure. Deal. And um, I can send you a couple of documents too that might be interesting. Yeah, that'd be great. Just shoot me an email of like a links or something and I can put all this kind of in, in, in the stuff they talk about section. Um, and as we get Okay, so we ask this question to everybody that that comes on, um, and it doesn't have to do. It, it may have to do with mushrooms. Here's the thing: it's like we ask this question, and some people like can't resist to say something that's you know related to what we've been talking about. And those are the people that are just like, no, like this isn't a job. Like this is my life, you know. And so I get that. But it's like, what is one thing that you enjoy about life, or something you do that makes life more enjoyable? Like a hobby, just something. That's like, you know, it's something that you just like look forward to. Oh, so easy. I love to stand in uh, pristine rivers with my fly rod, fishing fishing for wild trout. And and I was just in the Rockies uh, three weeks ago, Ah. 10 days. And that's what I did every single day. So like river river runs through it type stuff where you've got the. Absolutely correct. That's right. Yep. (laughs) Have yeah, you read that that's book? Right. <clears throat> the you know, there's Do a I? movie. There's the movie. River runs through it. Yep, Brad Pitt. Yep, I know that. Well, the yeah. book is very short. It's only like a hundred pages long, and oh, yeah. it's really good. It's really a good book. Um, and it makes you want to go get a fly rod and like I've got a, I've got a friend that goes out once a year. He goes up to his his wife's family is from Colorado, and they go up and he's always got these oh. pictures of these beautiful <laughs> fish, all these crazy colors. Um, yeah. So like, how often right. how how often do you get to go do that? Well, I spend my winters in Argentina and I do it for three months. Dang. So like once <laughs> because, a day, uh, is that what you're going out every day? Every, like, every single day. I do it every day. And it's such <laughs> a different up. experience than like going out to like a Texas lake and just like throwing out a line, like pulling up like a <laughs> crappie or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Our catfish or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no, I get it. No, Argentina is, is well known for some of the best trout fishing in the world. And I kind of escaped Dang. the rain and the clouds up here in the wintertime. Yeah. I go to Argentina and I spend three months down there. And every day I get up, Dang. I make my lunch, I have my coffee, I go to the river, I stay there until I'm you know what do you make your own lures like in the book it really gets into like the you know there is like this underworld speaking of underworlds like there's these uh, people there's there's conferences of these lures that people make and there's like they're tying flies right that's what i mean to say yeah yeah Yeah, tying flies and and, no i don't although i've got i've got the equipment that's been given to me but I, i don't i'm just more like i you know what? I love being out there. Right, for one, right. you never know. The river is just such a beautiful yeah. place to be. The environment there and right. catching a fish is just like icing on the cake. Yeah, it's like if you don't catch a fish, like oh yeah, I didn't catch a fish. Who cares? Look where yeah, I am. I mean, right. it's been a great day. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, I actually took my son fishing uh, in like you know like 10, fifteen minutes from here over the weekend. We didn't catch anything, but we had we had fun. We there were some dragonflies flying around. You know, we watched yeah, the sun, yeah, yeah. sunset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you know what? Uh, the joke is, um, 
That's why it's called fishing and not catching. Right. Well, the same thing with hunting. They call it. That's why they call it hunting, not shooting. Same. Yeah. Same deal. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. Well, Jeff, this is great. I'm so glad we finally did this after almost two years. Uh, yeah, I know. It's back really and forth. been cool, Mark. And I really enjoyed talking to you. I've got one show that we need to produce, and then this one, and I have to find a time to you know do the intro with Rick when there's not a hockey game on, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then we'll it'll come up. But whenever the show there's there'll be the video version, and yeah. then we'll have the audio version, and I'll the audio version will probably go out first and I'll send you both links as they go live and then you can share it with all your folks and we can go from there. Awesome. awesome. All right. Been all right. a pleasure. All right, Jeff. I appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. All See right. ya. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. The hardest thing about doing the intros on different nights is trying to find the dadgum Zoom files for the f- certain oh. deals. And so... <laughs> I keep it all written down, but that was Jeff. He's great. Go to all, we have all the stuff in the show notes. Check it out. I still have yet. I need to use my gift card that he gave me very generously. But coming up, we've got. I've already done the interview with uh, Kirsten Beverly Waters, which was really good. I was in on that. Oh yeah, that was last week. We just haven't done the uh, intro for it. Yeah, and then in, yeah. tonight. We, uh, I interviewed, and it wasn't a hockey thing. I missed it because yeah. I, I work late on Mondays when we record. I get home right if I leave on time. I get home right in time to join in the interview, but I was a little bit late getting out, and Which so I didn't fine. want to like jump in halfway through and be like, "Hey, everyone, look at me! I'm an attention whore like Mark is." Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so we are we are booked through like the end of the year. Uh, we don't have one. Yeah, we do have one Thanksgiving week. Um, we've got the book, the, the, the incontinence book. We're, we're starting to book in January. I definitely want to have Petia who we were. Incontinence book. I showed you that last week. About being incontinent? Yeah. Women being and dealing with incontinence. It's a thing. When you push a baby out of your incontinence. Oh, okay. Well, now I feel bad. I, yeah. I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm well. woke. Hmm. <laughs> so I definitely want to have Petia back on. She's great. Um, and uh, so we're gonna that'll be in, in, in a couple weeks. But anyway, that was it. Jeff is awesome. Go to his stuff. Rick, it's good to have you back on Mondays. RIP Dallas Stars. Now the NBA's over. Hockey's over. It's like, now what are we supposed to do? Dak broke his Watch ankle. The Cowboys <laughs> <every> <laughs> Dang it! Now I gotta go in and change that. Hang on. Can we change that? Okay. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. Yeah, it's just it, no it's one's watching. It's, a, it's in the Bible. No one's watching he anyway. His, he tied his ass to a tree. Yeah, it's that's, in the Bible. That's in Genesis chapter Moses. Moses. <laughs> second. Mo- that's in Second Moses forty-eight. Or <laughs> two Corinthians. <laughs> okay. Hey, early voting starts tomorrow, speaking of that. Uh, uh, well, that means uh, the riots happening. <laughs> you, the South Park uh, pandemic special on HBO, is worth a watch. I'm not a South Park person. I'm well, neither neither really Park. am I. I never have watched it, but okay, it's, watch it. You need to check it out. It's only like 45 <laughs> minutes long. Okay, that's going to do it for this edition of the Simulation Podcast. And remember, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time. Enjoy yourself. <laughs>